Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello to all the collectivists tuning in. This is Scott G, the Sonic Collective, joined as always by my fellow album aficionados, Darren, a Scott C, and Alan. And we are going to talk about our pick for July 2021, Bjork's Homogenic. Bjork is one of those artists artists that exist not only as a musician but also a cultural personality completely separate from their art uh, i chose bjork because i found most of what i did know about her was in that pop culture realm and and that personality side of things and i really wanted to listen to what's considered one of her best albums so as always i'm going to reserve my own listening experience until the end and will instead throw over to alan to find out his thoughts Beep. Thanks for throwing it over to me, Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, Bjork, homogenic or homogenic. I was not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, I have never really spent a lot of time exploring Bjork's discography. I knew who she was uh, because, like you said, she, she's sort of a cultural icon uh, known for her sort of avant-garde style. Famously, she wore a dress that looked like a swan to some award show. I'm, at least I'm pretty sure that was Bjork. Um, yeah, Oscar. Anyway, Icelandic icon that kind of has transcended onto this global, dare I say, A-list celebrity status. Uh, and not necessarily always off the back of just the music. There's always a lot going on. But we're talking about her music here. And... You know, I gave this, I listened to this album probably more than any other album we've ever reviewed on the Sonic Collective because I just wasn't quite sure how I felt about it. Um, let's, let's talk about it sonically for a moment. This album is super chaotic. And when I say that, I don't mean it's a mess by any means, but there is a lot going on here. There's a lot of texturing and a lot of layering of the audio. Every, every, like her vocal tracks are heavily filtered and reverb is, is a big fixture. Uh, and there's tons and tons of dynamic range. So it all kind of adds up to create this cacophony of sound. Um, and yeah, I was just, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And, you know, depending on the mood I was in, I didn't like it that much. Um, you know, pro tip, don't listen to this album if you're stressed out because it's just going to piss you off because the last thing anybody needs is an Icelandic woman yelling at them. Uh, she, Her vocals go from really quiet all the way into a crescendo of just yelling and she holds that note and... Uh, and this is like a, a thing she does on every song. She just holds this note for almost uncomfortably long, but because of all the filtering and the 
the layering of other vocal tracks that kind of go along with it, it works. Somehow it works. Um, that seems to be a recipe that they used. I don't know if that's present on subsequent albums or whatever, but on homogenic, that was homogenic. That was a very prevalent thing they did. It's really striking though. Um, and I think they've done it well. There are some standout tracks here. My favorite was uh, Alarm Call. I think that one was pretty fun. Uh, but Hunter and Yoga or Joga uh, and Unravel, those those four tracks stood out to me. I actually don't even know which ones were, were singles here, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just such a weird and interesting album. And I don't, I don't know how to even categorize it. So I just, I really enjoyed the pick. It was super, super unique and unlike anything I've really uh, dived into before. I've been rambling though. Scott Coates, I'll throw it over to you. Thanks, Alan. You hit on the perfect word, chaotic. It is absolutely the perfect word because I could find no flow, rhyme, or reason to the album at all when I listened to it. And I'd never listened to an entire Bjork album. I was fully aware that she's a very intricate character and probably more could be defined as an artist than a musician. When I was a DJ in clubs, I used to play a remix of Big Time Sensuality, which I, I really used to like. And I felt like this could have been the soundtrack to a strange art film or the background music at a really bizarre art exhibition. And, and as I listened to it, I, I just still can't figure out when you would listen to this. Like there's no groove. And again, it doesn't flow track to track. So I'm like, I, I listened to it twice in full and little bits of songs here and there. Cause I would put it on and I would just find myself irritated. It was like a cat being swung by its tail or bagpipes being disemboweled or something. And I, I, you know, I, I read things online or when I posted this as our pick for the month, I had all kinds of friends say, Oh, it's a masterpiece and this and that. And I feel like it's like being at an art show where you're looking at a wall with paint just seemingly thrown all over it. And, you know, some people are musing at how incredibly deep and, 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 and whatnot it is. And most people like myself just don't really get it or get any enjoyment out of it. And that's kind of how I felt about it. Like alarm call, had slight undertones of big time sensuality. I thought um, immature is the track that most approached what I'd call a song in my book. I mean, Pluto made me want to slip my wrist, give up and throw the speakers out the window. Really. I, I was just like, what, what is happening now? Um, most of it just felt like a, an electronic keyboard, like an old Casio or Radio Shack keyboard, randomly spewing out sounds or patterns. Um, I, I just don't get it. Like all, is full of love. Okay. That was almost a pleasant ender, but I, I just don't get it. There was no part of it. I got, I get, I, again, I don't know if you'd sit on Sunday morning having coffee and listen to this. I don't know if you would drink whiskey with headbangers and listen to it or cook dinner to it. I just, I don't get it. There was no flow. I could never get into it. And it really, it, yeah, it just grated on me a great, great deal. And then I'm like, is this just like Radiohead or Linkin Park that I don't get, but other people seemingly love? It might be in that boat, but I just keep thinking of those art shows where if you, you ask me, the, the art is a piece of shit, but there'll always be those supposedly deep people that'll pretend it's fantastic and just muse on about it. I think it's a turd. Uh, Darren. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm kind of with you on this one, Scott. I, I I had trouble. Well, actually, maybe I'll start at the end. One of my last points I wrote down here was perhaps this is too emotional and deep for me because I also did not get it. That being said, um, you know, I I appreciate the boldness, uniqueness, uh, the atmospheric kind of tracks that they created and you know i get it's an art i get some people will love this and can just get right into it i almost like and i think i mentioned to it, we texted back and forth once and i'm like this is like if you live in blade runner land and you just want to you know walk around blade runner land all the time and it's just raining and dark and sad and you're a futurist emo or something you, you, you might love it uh but it's just I think it just lost on me and, and I love to explore new music and I appreciate the artistry of what it is. Uh, I think her voice is an instrument in itself and very unique. Um, there's no denying you can tell who it is and that's a sign of a great artist. It just didn't talk to me at all. Um, I even just pulled it right out of the Wikipedia. It actually describes it. Homogenic is an electronica, trip hop, art pop, glitch and experimental album. And I'm like, that's the perfect line because it's just like, yeah, what the f is this thing it's it just it's so all over the place chaotic. i i agree that i i just yeah yeah it's chaotic it's absolute chaos um she was it mentioned it came up a few times that uh uh kind of influence from classical music and she was in jazz kind of uh jazz fusion alternative type of bands and and so i think she has you know a good musical classical music ear and i read an article where she referenced that you know even Bach and Beethoven didn't actually finish their some of their greatest uh, uh, songs at times and so each time they played it would be a little bit different because they would just insert certain things um, but yeah I don't know it's crazy I mean this album uh, we talk about the sometimes the lengthwise was good it was only 43 minutes just over 43 minutes uh, came out in 1997 uh, interesting thing about this is in 1996 she was actually uh, uh, being stalked uh, by this Ricardo Lopez um, and known as the Bjork stalker. Um, and yeah, he ended up mailing her a bomb full of sulfuric acid um, and he would film himself and how obsessed he was, mailed the bomb, did one final tape of himself telling her how he destroyed her life and all these things and filmed himself and blew his head off. Um insane so she was dealing with that and there's a i forget there's one song i think too bad or something that is basically about that and how she dealt with it so uh, that's kind of crazy you don't want any psychos after you but you know maybe that's why this is so chaotic she was dealing with that um yeah you know again same same point as you scott i, I don't know where you play this i don't know what i don't know what situation you're in that this is like you nailed it that's the perfect album for this moment Congratulations. You know, I, I just don't see it. Uh, one more fact, and then I'll, I'll throw it over to Scott, uh, is we're saying her name wrong. It's not Bjork. Everybody pronounces it Bjork, but it's actually Bjork. It's pronounced Bjork, but um, it just sounds too weird, so everybody just sticks with uh, Bjork. <laughs> but in Icelandic, we're blowing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, even weed, you know, I usually say it would help, and I tried, and it just didn't. I tried Up, which is the Tragically Hips brand, Northern Berries, which goes very good with music in general, one of my favorites with music. Could not help this album. I just couldn't. So anyway, Scott, like, what did you think? I mean, this was your pick, and so how did how did you do? Yeah, I, I, I love going last on these because then I get to hear 
uh, what you guys think and, and just where it checks off the same boxes, right? And I think, like you, I, I'm going to lead with actually what was going to be my last point because uh, this did the 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 final track also reminded like all is full of love reminded me of soundtrack as well too, which is what Scott said and and in particular Blade Runner 2049. Uh, with that atmospheric uh, sound to it and just how oppressive that density of sound coming at you was in a lot of those scenes. And and I got that same feel off of this. And I think it takes a lot to be able to force people to emote through through music unless you're hitting, you know, if you're doing some super sappy love song, you can get away with it, right? But if you're trying to, you like push some of those buttons that soundtracks have to to do uh especially without the visual there's something going on there and i got that from this and, and that stood out for me as well too um yeah overall i'd say coming out of the gate this is another album that you need to be wearing headphones to to really enjoy it is you know a giant cacophony it's complex it's rich on the high and low end uh, and if you're, you know, listening to it through an Echo Dot, you're not really going to get your money's value out of this thing, right? So, but watch out. I remember I had a remix of On Point by House of Pain that was really big on the low end. And I was afraid it was going to blow out my speakers. And it actually did blow out one of the speakers in my 1998 Plymouth Sundance, rest in peace. Uh, and so be careful with that on this Bjork album as well. Uh, if you have it cranked, it might just like wreck a woofer on you. Um, yeah, I, I have to admit, the first couple times that I went through this album, I was trying to pay attention to the lyrics, and, and it's not just the Icelandic uh, accent. I just get mesmerized by her voice as an instrument, too. Like Darren mentioned, at some point, I just stop listening to what she's saying and just listen to the tone of her voice and, and the pacing of it and that. It was incredibly interesting for me on that. I think out of all the elements of the album, her voice is what stands out. The musical composition behind it is interesting at times, but I didn't find it to be anything that stands out. Uh, maybe it's just because it is really hard to find a thread through the entire album, through through the songs, that that I run into that problem. I, li I like the the first couple, like um, Hunter and Yoga in that, were, were really solid entries into the album. Uh, I'm with Alan that I thought um, Alarm Call was the best song on this album. I thought the layered vocals where she's doing the backing tracks for herself, that was different than anything else on the album. And, and once again, loved her voice as an instrument and having two or three versions of it on the same song just really accentuated that for me. So it was good and it was really well positioned in the back half of the album. So by that point, you're starting to get a little burned out by, by the sound. And that was just a breath of fresh air. So I thought that was a really good idea. But then you run into Pluto and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that was just a hot mess. I, I just I still don't know what to make of that thing. Like, that was some next level Yoko Ono kind of stuff going on there, right? Like, like whatever she was trying to do, I hope she feels like she got there because I don't know. I just straight up don't know. But. Yeah, overall, I actually, I like the album. I like the length of it. Like you said, it was 10 tracks, just under 44 minutes. Um, I did have a problem finding a thread through uh, the album, but maybe that is the thread, that there is no thread. I don't know. Is that too meta? 
but uh, there is enough variety in the sampling and the instruments that that I found it pretty interesting. Would I add it to the list of best albums of all time? Not for me, but that's a pure taste thing, right? Do I think it was an interesting listen and that I'm better for it? Uh, I think so. Um, yeah. There was some care and attention that was put into to breaking things up in it. It was an attempt at, at building an album. And I'm like, uh, I think it was Scott that said, or, or yeah, that uh, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm stuck in Blink-182 and uh, Death Cab for Cutie. And and I don't get the Bjorks of the world. Um. Yeah, with that in mind, let's go to the scores and we'll go back to Ali. All right. Um, yeah, would I recommend, even though, you know, all of us have kind of expressed how this isn't necessarily our favorite album, I'm still, I'm still highly recommending it with a four out of five. And the reason is it's unique, it's weird, it's interesting. And I'm kind of, I think, I think people are going to take away from it different things. So uh, while this may have not appealed to us necessarily to the fullest extent, someone else might hear this and be like, God damn, you know, the, uh, the cinematic instrumentation is the best. Or, you know, like you guys touched on her voice as a, an instrument that might appeal. So four out of five recommend influenced my taste. Uh, not only did it not influence my taste, I don't think it influenced the taste of any artist I like. <laughs> so I'm giving that a one out of five. Now, now I say that, but I do like 30 Seconds to Mars, and they did actually do a pretty decent cover of Hunter, which is the first track on this album. So if you haven't listened to that, check it out. Uh, overall, you know, I'm giving it a three out of five. I think some tracks were great, and they're actually going to make it on other playlists of mine. Uh, but some albums were, you know, like Pluto, Pluto, my, my notes here said Pluto made me homicidal. Uh, and that's coming from a guy who listens to screamy heavy metal a lot. Like it just was noise to me. Uh, three out of five. I think, uh, there's some good takeaways on this album, but the whole thing, maybe not so much. So, Yeah. All right, uh, I'll go next. And, you know, I am glad I listened to this album because she's no doubt an influence. She stayed relevant for decades and I'd never listened to an entire album. So I'm, I'm very happy that we had the experience. That said, um, I'm kind of with you again, Alan, like influence. I kind of think like out of anyone I listen to, who has she influenced? And I'm just going to put it down to a one because I'm not motivated to listen to any other Bjork albums um, for recommend. I know she's supposed to be great, but I'm just going to give it a two because I just, I really, I don't know when I would tell someone to listen to this again, like listen to it while on a long drive or listen to it before you jump off a building. I'm not sure, but so I'm, I got to just give it a two. And overall, I'm just, it's a rare time. I'm going to give it a one because it just really graded on me. Darren. Yeah, yeah, mine aren't too far off. Uh, you mentioned uh, something about, I mean, she was well known in Iceland before. She had, she was like a child prodigy. She had uh, an album out when she was 11 years old. So she was known of 20 years as a uh, really successful artist, young artist, before anybody even heard of her outside of Iceland. Um, yeah, and I even tried to read a pitchfork 
uh, article on the review of the album, and it was written by this uh, Philip Sherburn, and uh, I couldn't even understand the article, so that's when I knew I was in trouble for this one. I'll post it, and if anybody can read it and decipher uh, this person's writing, there's a lot of adjectives. He should write for, like, Thailand because uh, they use a lot of weird things into the colorful. It's a very fantastic, and maybe that describes this album. Uh, for me, anyway, uh, quickly, I'm, I'm literally just going to go all twos. I think, you know, recommend... For me, it's a tough one. I, you know, I think we have to do a service here and say we go back and listen to albums, so you don't have to necessarily. Um, and I, I, I think you'd struggle unless you're really into that kind of alternative emo Blade Runner stuff. You're probably going to struggle. So, uh, to influence, not so much, but I get what she was doing, and it, it was different. But I still have to just go a two, and then again, that overall, I, I'm just going to go a two. And sorry, Bjork, but um, yeah, just not my jam scott Bjerk. g Bjerk. yeah so uh i'm gonna agree with you that this is a difficult album uh but i'm gonna list that as a pro i think that there's different reasons to listen to music and one is just to be purely entertained and to have something in the background and to be the salt on top of other things and sometimes you want to just dig in and be challenged by something and i found this to be a very challenging album that you know, trying to understand the art of what she's doing. And that goes back to what Scott was saying, that maybe she's more of an artist than just a musician. And she's doing her jam. And uh, as we said, I didn't completely get it. So with that in mind, uh, influence, I'm going to go a two as well to, uh, you know, her, her singles off of other albums like Human Behavior, Army of Me, uh, Venus as a Boy, you know, uh, those I've heard and I enjoyed, but this album and any of her albums never really drew me in. So, and, and I honestly can't think of many people that outright list her as an influence as well, too. So I'm at least two degrees of separation from any of the hardcore Icelandic people <laughs> that are really pushing her. Uh, what I recommend, though, I'm going to jump up to a four. Uh, if you are looking for a challenging listen, uh, if you do like that atmospheric, a uh, futuristic feel to things, a little more electronic in, in your game. This is definitely uh, worth a listen to. I'm definitely going to dig a little bit deeper into her uh, discography because it seems like she changes from song to song, let alone album to album. So there's a lot of promise of evolution uh, and diversity in it. So would I recommend for for sure? Uh, overall, that's going to average out to about a three and a half, I, I'd say for me. I think it's definitely worth at least a listen or two to, to this album, knowing that I think this is another one of those polarizing albums. You're either going to love it, hate it, or just simply not understand it, and your brain is going to break trying to decide which camp you're in. So at that point, try your tragically hip marijuana, see if that gets you through the experience, and uh, and then <laughs> move on to the next album. Or go back through the Sonic Collective archives and find one of the many wonderful albums that we do recommend. Uh, I think that really wraps it up for, for this month, uh, which is the tail end, of course, uh, of this most recent cycle. And I think we're getting a little playful into the, the new round starting. Actually, it's not as starting then, I guess, Darren, is it? It's We've got... Uh, are we going to let the cat out of the bag on the next round or are we yeah, going sure. to just make them tune in? Oh, no, you can, you can tell them what's next. 
I'm going to throw the hot potato to you because I'm still not completely sure exactly all the rules of what we're doing here. Yeah, basically for the next round and the four <laughs> of us, so the next four picks, we have kind of go, gone back and forth. And this actually started from a couple of episodes ago. I can't remember which one of us, but Nickelback just kind of came up in conversation and how they are, are often, you know, hated and made fun of and... Um, I think I, I think both Al and I jumped in and said, "Yeah, what pre like they're actually talented musicians and not a bad band, and they just get the wrath of the world." Um, and started there, but from there we decided, well, why don't we do a round of picking bands? Like Nickelback is going to be one of them, but also other bands that are not necessarily, you know, on a, on a larger scale are not liked, you know, as much as they have a great following and have a great success, they are not liked. So we maybe will keep the other three bands hidden for now but the, uh one of them will be nickelback uh i'm going first i know mine so i'll keep that and just tune in to, to mine um yeah so we're gonna go from there and then kind of go and just say you know really take a good look at it and try to put biases aside and just say are these actually super talented musicians so it's not even a necessarily a full album we're gonna kind of just look at them as an artist and all their discography and collection and songs and just kind of make a judgment call from there whether or not they deserve the wrath of con and and beyond yeah so so that should be fun yeah. bands and you know, people Bjerk's love to hate yeah exactly bands people yes. love to hate. one last bjork fact her name means birch tree oh. the end. that's it it would <laughs> yeah all right so <laughs> on that bad note uh take us out i guess that's it thank you everyone for joining us for our july pick bjork's homogenic i don't know if that's the icelandic way of saying it so i at least got one of the two right uh tune in next month for darren's hush hush pick and uh we will see you on the flip side Take care. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.